Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. To the Penny Bloom Podcast, the comic book movie journey through film continues. I am Colton Robertson. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Today is Superman 1978, released December 15th, 1978, with a story and screenplay by Mario Puzzo, directed by Richard Donner. And I don't know if Mario Puzzo sounded familiar to you as... He wrote The Godfather. Yeah, I, the name, I've heard the name. Mario Puzo. Is that like a... No, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why. I feel like I've heard it outside of The Godfather for some reason. But, well, uh, there was a... There was a planet in Obi-Wan Kenobi that I r- referred to on multiple occasions as Mario Puzo because it sounded like Puzo. Is that uh, what I'm thinking of? Maybe that is what I'm thinking of. Almost certainly. Wow. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what the planet was called, <laughs> but I remember being, I remember making fun of it because it sounded like it so much. Um, huh. <laughs> Marpuzo. I think it was called Marpuzo. That's, that's pretty close. Maybe, oh, wow. I can't believe I, I like, I, that's what I thought of when I heard the name Mario Puzo first, not the Godfather. It was the Star Wars planet. Or some, I don't know that that sounds right, but that's insane. that is hilarious. I did not know he I did not know he wrote this at all. Yeah, that's, wrote this. Uh, I, I mean, we got a couple Godfather crossovers. Mm. As Jorel is played by the Godfather Marlon Brando, uh, bringing some legitimacy to this film. If I had to guess so myself, yeah. I mean, uh, I'd say when when people went out to go see this in theaters and. I mean, it might initially seem childish because it's Superman, you know, but then you hear like, oh, Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando. Gene Hackman. Oh. I don't, was Gene Hackman like big at the time? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Human. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's already, yeah. So, I don't know, this was very different than uh, Batman 66, <laughs> that's for sure. was definitely a different, it was a streak on the on the better side, mm. I would I would say so yeah. myself, because this, coming into this, this was already a, like, top five favorite superhero movie for me anyway. Mm. Um, it remains there, and at the end, I'm gonna, at the end of every one of these episodes, I think we should update our ranking of our project. So, mm. uh, for now, we only have two movies in it, but, uh, Regardless, as we as we as the project grows, we ought to rank everything. Uh, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. But just like uh, just like last week, we did. Uh, I, I have some comic influences, some suggested, some more uh, nailed down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, action comics number one, obviously, the first appearance of our boy Clark Kent, Superman. Uh, Superman number four, a, a classic face-off with Lex Luthor that involves an earthquake and some missiles and stuff. I was like, ah, that was a very clear influence. 
Superman number 10, another face-off with Lex Luthor, and then Superman number 11, as I read it, I don't recall why I put it on here. Um, I was just kind of like, ah. I finished it and I was like, uh, I mean, it was very Superman, but uh, I, I couldn't tell you why I put it on here as required influence on this. I think movie. it it might be um, because in Superman ten he flies, uh, like for the first time, but True. it was yeah. an accident. I didn't know. Like I I looked it up like during reading. I'm like, wait a minute, is this like him flying for the first time? And I look it up, and the artist just assumed that Superman could fly and not just leap. Because I didn't know that. I did not know that originally he, he just, just could jump. He was, he's just a jumper. Uh, Duke could just... Yeah, but then in Superman number 10 where they're testing his uh, his abilities and he just keeps climbing higher and higher and higher and you're like, oh, he's flying. And he, uh, like, he flies out of a window. Like... He doesn't like jump out of it. He literally goes horizontal out of a window and then like straight up, um, like up buildings and just keeps going. And then like, and he'll, he carries people like, like fly, like, I don't know. It was the artist just kind of assumed that he could fly. And then I think in 11, he continued it. Yeah. Um, I'm I pretty so sure and that the, he was and the flying. Art, the art in those books is pretty. Like, uh, I really, really liked the art in Superman 10 and 11, but, uh, yeah, man, this was a this was a fun one. It was one I was excited to get to because I've always told you that Superman is probably my favorite comics character to read. Maybe not so much movies to watch, but character character to read. And this is, I mean, frankly, this is one of my favorite comic book movies ever. I absolutely love it. How many times do you think you've watched this? Was this a first, second viewing? Oh yeah, the movie. This is the first time I've ever seen it. Gotcha. Um, and uh, like I, I'd see the first movie that I've seen on this list is x-men <laughs> Ooh, so we got some time we yeah. got everything from the 70s 80s and 90s uh like well this this is our only 70s flick but yeah. uh a little bit of like the older or like the newer batmans before christian bale and you know old, like that older batman not like 66 but i've seen like i it'll basically be a first watch for all of them but Fuck yeah, yeah up until x-men yeah. that's yeah so <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So uh, what what are you thinking? How are you feeling after Superman uh, 78? I am so much happier that we have Superman two and Superman three, like right after this, because I'm not going to lie after Batman 66, I'm like, are, is it going to be like this for the first like uh 10 or so movies? And then we like, then the switch is made where superhero movies get more legitimate or whatever. And I'm glad that it happened. Second movie. Um, because this one, these, these are real good. I, this one was, I mean, it's not on the same, it's not even in the same ballpark as, as Batman. 66. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to me like this one, this was, I don't know. One of the most, it's in my top 10 superhero movies. I think of all time. Mm, Like if I had, like, I, I really loved it. Like, the story between him and Lois, like, I hope, like, I'm just assuming they continue. Like, it's the same Lois and Super Margot Dude. Kidder, yeah. It's, it's, okay. it's the same, awesome. same actors and actresses. Um, uh... But, God, like, you, like, you've shown me before, like, the, the scene, like, where he literally, like, you know, morphs, like, when he's in her apartment, and it's Clark after he mm-hmm. took her out on the Superman thing. Um, and he, like, is about to tell her, and then he, like, kind of goes back into Clark. Yeah. And 
Like that was just so cool. Like it's not, it's not Henry Cavill just taking off a pair of sunglasses or sunglasses, like glasses, you know, like it's, it was like, I kind of really thought, yeah. And like, I really thought of them as like separate characters. Like when he's Superman, he's Superman. And then like when he's Clark, he's Clark. But I mean, they sort of morphed together over time, but like, like in the first part of the movie, like it was just very, I don't know. They were so different that I kind of thought of them as different characters. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah, uh, Christopher Reeve is fucking fantastic. You know how we've uh, we've developed a new part of this project where we have uh, our new part of the podcast where we have our favorite line, favorite scene, favorite character, favorite performance, and favorite shot. Uh, it. I was trying my best to come to a conclusion other than Christopher Reeve for best performance, but I simply can't. Or like favorite performance. Like, the dude's too fucking good as Superman uh, or as Clark Kent. You know, Gene Hackman's like fantastic saying, as Lex is Luthor. Anyone else even close to the level that he was in this movie? Is that what, like you're you're saying that he he was just? I, I mean, I was trying like, and there are a few great hmm. performances in this movie. You know, I think uh, fucking Marlon Brando as Jor El, incredible. Uh, even though he's only on screen for a short time, Gene Hackman. As Lex Luthor, bloody fucking was, brilliant. Was actually funny too. Like yeah. uh this like was was not like sixty six where it was legitimately a comedy, but like Lex Luthor was fun I mean, I guess he, they had he had the dumb assistant. Um like yeah, it, it filled and... it filled more of yeah, Otis, yeah, that was the thing. It filled more of me. a comedic role, but this man can tank bullets, but this stuff will kill him. Uh, that shit was so... Yeah, I loved that. I love... And Miss Te- Tessmucker! Do you know why the number 200 so perfectly describes you and me? It's my IQ and how much you weigh, or whatever. Like, the lines that he just jabbed at him, like, you nip, nitwit, you nincompoop, you're all, all the ends or whatever. No, not but, M as in moron, yeah. in as in nitwit, Neanderthal. Uh, like, I don't know, it, it was... It, I really liked his performance, but yeah, no. If if I'm focusing on a single performance, it's without a doubt Superman. Like there, in or Clark. I don't know. I don't know. How do you? What do you call him? Do you call him Cal? Like Cal L? Do you call? It him depends Clark? on do the you context, him... you know. Uh, generally, I just refer to him as Superman because he's he's always Superman, regardless of if he's Clark Kent or if he's uh, if he's Cal L. If he's Superman, I think uh, it's always a nice broad way to refer to Superman, True. but. Uh, Within context, you know, uh, this this movie hardly even because like he doesn't really go by Cal ever, uh, because he's always on Earth with with Clark and with, with his name being Clark. It's like more when he gets involved with like the Justice League that they start really referring to him as like mm. Wonder Woman refers to him as Cal a lot. I remember. Um, but yeah, man, I uh. I fucking love this movie. Uh, it's been a favorite of mine for since the first time I watched it, and it's only been a few years. I, I watched it. I remember I watched it once when I was real young, uh, and then I didn't watch it again for a real long time because I was like, "Batman, Batman, Batman's my guy." Fuck, fuck all that. Uh, mm. I only like Batman. Uh, and then I I came to a certain age where I was like, "Oh, I can like multiple characters. That's okay." Uh, and Superman became a very very quick comfort character. He's uh. Especially Christopher Reeve's performance of him, you know, like I like that this still has those elements of, uh, you know, 
what do you fight for? The truth, truth, justice, and the American way. You know, uh, <laughs> he and, read, uh, I don't drink when I fly. Yeah, um, exactly. I, it yeah. still had all those elements. You know, I always tell the truth. I never lie. I, yeah. Yeah, he's... Smoking's smoking's a terrible habit. Mm. Give you lung cancer. Okay. Well, not yet. No, uh, I mean, I don't know. You gotta like it, it's comic booky too. Like there's there was a little like yeah. No, I love that them, shit. That's yeah, where like there was a. Like, it was, like, one page or maybe one or two pages where it was, like, a 10-year-old boy that just, like, was, like, I gotta – I'm gonna be strong like Superman now. I'm gonna eat my my veggies and eat my meals. I'm gonna work out, and I'm gonna – I'm gonna help fight bullies. And then, um, like, I don't know. It was just – like, it's just kind of cute how – like, they know kids are reading it, and legitimately they're gonna, like – maybe learn some life lessons like through this because they're children and don't know you know like they sure. legit like oh like lying is bad okay like stealing is bad you know like mm. the, i don't know like you you kind of learn it through cartoons and stuff initially anyway like that's how we kind of learned it but for kids in this age it's through comic books so i don't know i, I kind of love that little aspect of of it talking like to the the child or like the reader directly I do. I love that too. And I love the way this movie opens. How it like, uh, it starts yeah. with action comics number one. That was sick. Of, yeah, yeah. It was like, it was very clear that it was, it was directly influenced by those early action comics. Like they were yeah. like, this is the kind of spirit we're trying to evoke. And this, that's why this movie will do really good in that adaptation, uh, rating oh. later on. Oh yeah. Uh, because, they just n nail the spirit of Superman in this movie, uh, along with the, based off the books we did read, you know, and I love that in the books we did read, it, it's Superman being a little bit more, uh, and I, I don't want to say a little bit more because I think this kind of maintains, has maintained with Superman, where he puts on a front like he'll hurt you because he's scary. Like, he's, like, so overwhelmingly powerful, like, yeah, I'll, I'll take you 200 feet in the air and I'll drop you if you don't tell me this shit. Mm. He's never going to drop anybody. And the, the Superman in the books always makes it clear. He, like, always has the little thought bubble that's like, oh, I'd never do this. But he doesn't know that, uh, <laughs> that type of shit. I absolutely love that. And I feel like Christopher Reeve's Superman uh, maintains that, you know, like, whenever we do the bad guy montage where Superman's unveiled himself to the world He's officially out there, and he's saving the day. You know, that guy using the suction cups to climb the building with all the jewel, jewel heist, and he's just standing there. Like, yep, going somewhere? The, the little lines, yeah, the little... Whenever Superman defeats... I don't know what I want to say. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, any enemy... He always has a line of, like, like... A little quip. Yeah, yeah, quip. That's a good... Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like, uh, and I, they did that perfectly in here, too. Uh, Bad vibrations. Little... Mm. <laughs> oh man, yeah, they they did that perfectly here. Like that, like yeah. the adaptation was, I mean, very obvious. And I mean, even the story, like earthquakes. You know, they took it to a, a whole nother level here. Um, with you know having California fall off and having uh Lex Luthor or what what do you, what do you call it? Uh, like the whole area, like New California, oh, New the, West Coast. The new, oh, okay, yeah, but um, yeah, L L Lex Luthor being a realist or a land magnate, just buying up all this land east of the western seaboard, so that whenever he hits the San Andreas fault line, it'll all just fall off. And now the most valuable real estate is that which he owns. I mean, genius, genius, yeah, you know, genius. Uh, if Superman didn't exist. 
and I don't know if this would actually happen. You know, it might take more than one or two nukes, but, like, if... I think it is possible for, like... I mean, you hit the San Andreas fault line with one nuke? It feels sound. Like, that feels like it... You think? Like, you think this is, like, a legit possible... Like, that could happen, like... I don't don't know about all that. But, like, a nuke hitting the San Andreas fault line? San Andreas fault line already be shaky as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like if you hit it with a goddamn nuclear bomb, shit can't go well. And what was the other bomb in New Jersey for? Uh, to distract him. His speed, Literally, he couldn't but possibly. Like, but, like, did he know? He, being the genius he is, you'd think he'd be like, oh, the mother of one of my two hench people lives there. Maybe. I don't compromise the mission by nuking the city. Like, I don't like. He's very a genius. He's very dumb. But I think that's. I think that's just a. I think it's another way to kind of go. He's so egomaniacal that he's like. Uh, he, and I don't think this movie makes it quite as clear as like a lot of other Superman media has. Miss Tesmos. Miss Tesmok. Yeah. Miss Tesmocker. Like warships. Lex. Mm. So it's kind of like a I think it's kind of just to just to be like I can get away with this. You know what I'm saying? Um I guess yeah, it literally she was like, My mother lives there and she he went No nope. she doesn't. No, she does not any longer. <laughs> Which damn dude was evil for evil's sake too. Oh are you really gonna, this like, was a fucking villain, bro? Yes. Like whenever the cop chases Otis into the into the hideout at the beginning, and he just slowly pushes him out onto the train platform. Like, sorry, buddy. Superman That's some dead. dark shit. Like you really get off. You really get off on on causing the death of a million people or whatever. And he goes, "No, like I get off on the death of a million people or whatever." Like the the thing was, I was like, "Oh my." God, no, you like you aren't just doing it for like your own greed or whatever. Like he was doing it so just to do it. Like he he just wanted to do it. Like that that's what he what he well, And he's also doing. he's also after the money, you know? Like he's uh True. I think it's another thing that our book that our books that we read really really <laughs> emphasized with Lex Luthor, you know. He's like I will kill off the western seaboard so that the land I own is now worth money. How about I go ahead and I Control the water supply. You want water? Pay me for it. Fuck you. Pay me. Dude's not gonna lie, like, things that I would never have thought of for, like, controlling a population, but, like, taking the water supply, if 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 you have enough money and the means to do so, what are people gonna do? Like, they're either gonna leave the city so that they could get water to live, or they will pay you. Like, there's... I I don't know how you not get caught, but like this dude is like I'm not gonna lie, his his schemes are kind of genius. Like when I'm reading, that's him, I'm why like, he's he is hey. a genius. His IQ is 200. That's why it's so perfectly descriptive. Uh, but nah, man, there's there's a lot of great elements of this movie too. You know, I think uh, I do love the opening on Krypton. I think that's a and it is a setup for a later movie. I figured. Okay, uh, I was hope I was hoping that they would come back general zod and 
and yes, uh, yes and they the, do. The yeah. Phantom Zone, the Phantom Zone just goes off into space. You know, it's not yeah. on Krypton. Whenever the shit gets, uh, whenever the shit gets rocked, um, and I love that Jor-El is like kind of just, uh, you know, he's a scientist telling everybody that climate change is happening. Everyone needs to, everyone needs to be ready. Okay, mm-hmm. we need to take action. Uh, no, nah, it's well, not. The planet's fine. Nobody's gonna. Nobody. Nothing's gonna happen to the planet. Don't 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 you go cause a panic, or else we'll have to, you know, count that as basically treason. So, uh, all right, good day to you. This conversation's over. <laughs> like, oh, shit, man, rough. Yeah, and this was rough back as in, the, fuck. in the seventies, like where actual research on Earth like started. That's like when scientists started talking to earth people yeah about, right. like climate change and it's and mario puzo mario puzo had his ear to the streets bro he did he was like i think drugs will be the end of this business dude <laughs> maybe the true genius is mario puzo you know, that man's that, got fucking that man's got some writing to do time traveler or something uh, yeah, he, damn but uh man i don't i love jor-el's like uh his his farewell to Clark or to uh, Cal, whenever him and uh, how beautiful, was... man, what a beautiful like monologue that was! Like, holy, like I'm like, I, I know this, but Clark's not understanding a single word of any of this. Or sorry, Cal, there is not understanding a single word, but like for his sake, you know, as like a goodbye, and like you know, him and his wife can just have a nice moment with, right. with Cal before they send him off, you know, and die. I loved it. it and you know, I think uh you know, I've always pointed out I'll I'll draw this back to Star Wars a lot because this came out in 1978 and this movie feels very clearly influenced by Star Wars and its making and its music also by John Williams. By the way, this is my favorite comic book movie score of all time. It was John? Uh, that was John. I didn't that know he John. did Superman. Oh, that yep. makes it so much cooler. God, he's so yeah. iconic. That guy oh, is so fucking good. Jesus. So fucking good. But uh yeah, the way Krypton is like clearly a miniature it reminded me of the Death Star a lot, the way that like the Death Star was shot back in seventy seven. But with Marlon Brando's performance as Jorel, he's kind of Alec Guinness as Obi Wan Kenobi, kind mm. of bringing a legitimacy to uh. the the like uh the mythos of what we're doing here, you know, like Jor-El makes, makes you believe this shit straight off the bat because this mm-hmm. is, this is out I there, see. you know, like this is like going to a movie theater in 78 and being like, Oh, all these dudes in aluminum suits and, uh, and all, all this shit going on. Like it needs to, it needs something. And Marlon Brando being able to give you a powerhouse monologue straight off the bat. It helps. It helps mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. I guess it does start off very out there and then it's like all right now we're on earth and farm and uh high never school. that out there again yeah like it yeah so it really was maybe that was the the goal is like hey we'll have something that's so far out there at the very beginning uh like what's the word i'm looking for uh have the foundation of it be like focused around marlon brando so people are like oh fuck yeah like i'm i'm ready for whatever they're gonna throw me and then it's like no like you, you thought this was gonna be on Krypton the whole time. Fuck it. That we literally blew that shit up. It did go to Smallville, Fuck. Kansas, motherfucker. Earth the whole time, and I guess that is like his origin. 
So it's like it is. Um, yeah. Well, and what's interesting too is that the comic influences I gave us are the are like backup comic book influences because the true like story influences are only available in comics that are not available on DC Universe mm. Infinite. Like they are. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I I'm not sure why that is. I I haven't looked into it at all, but they're just they're just not there. So uh, the same thing happened with Batman 66 last week. It will probably happen again for multiple movies over the course of our journey. But, uh, yeah, like, the, the fundamental, like, Jor-El, like, all the imagery of Krypton and them sending him off and that sort of... That is comic... Like, that is a comic book-based thing. Mm-hmm. It's just that we didn't have access to those, to those yeah, books. Yeah, I knew. Um, I knew that it was... Like, I knew that the ones we had weren't, you know, the, the true origin or, or the inspiration. Or, or whatever, I guess you want to, is it, I guess the true. They just didn't really, uh, like back in the golden age, they just didn't really concern themselves with origins yeah. very much. It was and just kind of like. It's better to just hit the ground running. Like just, mm-hmm. you have this hero, here's every, like little a mini origin to describe all of his powers that he has. And now I can just do any story I want. Like, which is, oh, I don't know. For sure. Very. I, I, I like that about comics. It's, it's it's so different every time. You have no idea what you're going to get, but it's like the same character that centers it all and, and grounds it. So it's, I don't know. It's been like today, whenever I was reading my comics, I was just sitting outside, like my laptop, just getting a tan, just chilling, tanning, yeah. reading some comics. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, and drinking tea, like at the same time, I was, I was chilling. You're living good. You're living good. Yeah, I was chilling, man. But, uh, no, yeah, man. This and this movie is is one of the more campy com. Like, it's such a great combination of being campy as fuck and being very, very clearly comic book influenced, mm. and still maintaining a level of seriousness. Like, take it takes itself seriously. You know, it reminds me of. I feel like this has like a very clear influence on like Sam Raimi's Spider Man movies, where it's like, uh, those are campy. Those are in some oh, regards yeah. stupid and they can, they can be really out there but as long as it's take it doesn't look at that and go haha yeah it's funny that this is the way it is you know i think that's something like the mcu has a tough time battling with you know like uh mm-hmm. what's your name otto octavius no for real man what's your name you know like uh his name's otto octavius roll with it you know fuck it it's dr octopus who cares yeah. um a dope ass name this man is gonna turn time back by flying around the world twice or several, several times. You know, and, and while that was happening, I'm like, okay, well, that's not how time travel works. At the same time, I was like, this dude can literally fly and uh, do whatever. Like, how, this is not how anything works. He is from Krypton. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck. It, it, a green rock can kill him. Does any of it have to make sense? No. No. And no, uh, the thing that I kind of I don't know if I'm just not putting it together right like so we went back in time and so just before the big after like the big aftershock started happening and and that you know Lois so she was safe um but wouldn't like because how far did he go back was it like was it I don't know I feel like there was something else that he had to attend to that would have ha I don't know. I, I feel like it just happened like out of order or something like that. Or I don't know. So, I, the way that I took, I always take this because it, it did confuse me 
it confused me particularly this time as well because I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Because uh, he, he turns back the clock to when Lois is like about to fall in. Like the crack hasn't even formed. Which means that like Jimmy, when he runs up and is like, yo, you left me in the middle of the road. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Um because like, he, he wouldn't have been there yet, right? Yeah, or... He should have been on the dam. He should have been hanging on the That's dam. That's why, yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Like, if he went back to this time, then, like, he hasn't punched the rocks to fill in the new dam yet, I don't think. Or, I don't know. I, I, I felt like I was just missing something. Um, no, maybe yeah, I, I'm assuming that, uh, I think that, like, Jimmy running up and do, saying stuff, saying that is more like a... He went ahead, knew exactly where he needed to be, what he needed to do, just fucking did it. Like, he didn't have to think, he didn't have to do shit, just got there, did something, left. Got there, he's like, you left me that's in the middle fair. of the fucking road, what the hell, you didn't say, like... Uh, that's fair, yeah. I mean, dude was traveling faster than the speed of light, so, like, who's to say he, at whenever he landed on Earth, he didn't just, you know, just do yeah, all exactly. that in an instant? Like, he's Superman, he literally turned back time, so, like, you know what? Fair. Um, dude, yeah, that scream, dude. Oh, my God. I thought, like, because, uh, like, uh, in the new, I forget which, maybe it's Batman versus Superman or whichever one where, like, his scream is heard through all around Zach the Snyder's, world. And, it's Zack yeah. Snyder's just to sleep, um, yeah. It was just so, like, I don't know. It didn't remind me necessarily of that because, like, it didn't have the waves or everyone didn't hear it. But I thought, like, whenever it happened, I'm like, Oh shit, like is this like uh like it felt like the scream was giving him the extra power that he needed in order to like fly that fast. Like did he know he could even do that or was he just so pissed that he's he like just I'm just going to fucking try. Like I got to try. Well yeah, he like, went up there, he went up into the clouds, saw his dad's face and was and his dad was like, "Yo, you can't interfere with human history." And then he also hears himself going like, "All this power and I couldn't even save him." And he's like, "You know what? No, I'm not going to let that happen again. Fuck it. I'll interfere all I want, dad." And then he just does it. Uh absolutely awesome, you know. And one thing we haven't really touched on yet is his time as a youngin in Smallville. Um when he's in high school and stuff at the very beginning, uh some very mm. clear influence from our uh from our comic books, you know, him racing against the train and stuff, running right past it. Um Oh, that looked that looked a little goofy. It does. Like, it does. It, it, but oh man, it was like no, oh, and then he jumps like the woo like when he jumps like and barely beats it, you know? Like oh, I was yeah. like, oh, come on. It can't can't get more like he I think he literally does that. Like in one of the strips. Like he like literally races and jumps over like at the last second whatever. Like I don't know, it was just really, they were very, very honorable to the comics. Here. Yeah, and they did they did a great job of getting this origin. Like, the origin takes a while, actually, on screen. Like, it's like Ooh. 20 minutes that we're on Krypton, and then it's like 15 to 20 minutes that we're in Smallville, Kansas. It's a good 35 to 40 minutes of the movie that is his young days. Um and I I do like the way that it still felt succinct, you know, like it doesn't feel like it takes forever. It's all very, uh, it's all very plain. Like he's not to the Daily Planet and as as a grown up until over thirty minutes into the movie, you know, like that's uh, that's that's pretty that's pretty great, you know. And I love hey, the way that he leaves to go north 
40 minutes in. Man. He becomes the daily planet starts at 50 or at 48 minutes. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It takes, it takes a while to get there, but you don't even feel it. You know, like you're, you're perfectly fine with the fact that you're experiencing just his whole life story. You know, uh, I love the stuff with Lana Lang, uh, where she's the only one who's nice to him at the high school and stuff. And then, uh, you know, him beating all of them home anyway, because he's all super powered and everything. They're like, whoa, how the fuck did you get out of here? He's like, I ran. They're like, okay, fucking weirdo. Um, That's normal, I guess. We were in a car. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Um, Yeah, the... uh, uh, him, like, leaving his mom. You know, like, he, he was just, like, standing, standing out in the field, like, looking out. He's like, I got to go. He's like, ah, we knew this day would come, you know? Like, yeah. well, so, like, even though, like, I don't know, it, it did it did well. Like, they're not in the movie whatsoever for the rest of it, which is, like, cool, I guess. But, like, you know, you get the little, allu- like, little, like, hey, send half my paycheck to this address, you know, go send it back well, to... You're going to send it back to your silver-haired... You're going to send it back to your old white-haired mother. Well, actually, she's silver-haired. Yeah, she's yeah, like, hey. oh. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> I do I do love that shit, man. And, and that that's where my favorite shot of the movie comes in. Uh, one of them uh, is is him saying goodbye to his mom. Uh, is the that the shot? Uh, it's it's probably the one I'll land on. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll give some honorable mentions to others, but yeah, I think that would be my favorite shot of the movie is uh, them embracing in the fields of golden fields of grain, uh, and the camera like coming up behind them and rolling all the way around them. It was just very very. Is it Martha? Pretty. Yeah, Martha. Martha. Okay, Kent. I, I thought I don't know why I, th- I was second guessing myself there, but. Yeah, because him and Batman's mom have the same name. Mm, maybe that's why I was second guessing because it felt too familiar from something else. But the Martha Kent and Martha Wayne. I can't tell if uh, my favorite because my favorite scene, without a doubt, is if you can call their whole date sequence one scene, or if I have to settle in on just the flight alone, it's the flight. Um, and whenever she is like, "Can you read my mind?" Probably love that um, scene, dude. Probably the line I would go with too, um, for the movie is "Can you read my mind?" Yeah, yeah. That she she has the whole fucking poem. Oh, oh my god! Like, can he read minds? No, he can't. Okay, yeah, I didn't think Uh, so. But that's the thing; she wouldn't know. It's just the bounds of his power. Mm -hmm. Like you are, like she's like here. I am holding hands with a god. Damn. What what are you capable of? You know, uh, can can you picture the things I'm thinking of? I was like, yo, Lois Lane wants it bad. Um, she, yo, she literally said, like, do you know the things you do to me? Like, yeah. like she, like she was, she was I mean, horny. If he could read her mind, though, she was like, I'm ready. Like, I don't you if you, if you're cool with it like yeah i'll love you literally i'm already yeah. in she's like i'm if there you need someone to love you got you so she yeah i don't know it would have been like maybe even cuter if she if superman could read minds and like he did right. and he's just hear like, it but didn't didn't you know just didn't let do that anything secret about out. it yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would love that you know i love i love that if i had to choose 
and you know that's that's probably like I would go from fucking the moment he arrives on her balcony to the time they leave for Clark and her date, you know? Like is that that counts as one scene? Probably not. That's probably like I, three but, but, separate okay. I think that's it's like my three favorite part of the movie. Scenes. Yeah. Yes, it's also my favorite part of the movie cuz uh I was I, I'll give some love to the interview. I love the interview. Um out on the mm. out on the balcony whenever she's like uh how big are you? How 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 tall are you? <laughs> Let's start with your vitals. Uh are you married? Do you have a girlfriend? The, the, yeah. yeah, the the, fir- <laughs> the first questions. Um, and, oh, and he was smooth with it too. The way he said, "Believe me, Lois, if I had a girlfriend, you'd be the first to know." And I was like, "Oh, dude, dude has confidence as Superman." And then, that's like, he- what's crazy is that he puts off a whole different vibe, and he's also like his makeup's a little different. So it's not just that he's uh yeah, it's not just that he does the body language. He's like Tanner as Superman. And his hair is his hair's like, got the phallic and everything. Yeah. Um. Is uh is one of the like how did he change one like for the revolving door I could get I can get by that one he was just running so fast that he bam you know there yeah there but when was. he's like flying down and it just Boom. changes yeah, yeah like uh, um I can't justify that um I can't justify I didn't know that if, for if you. there was like some power he had where he can just bam you know just... no I think that was for movie convenience mm-hmm. um. I, I think that they were like, okay, well, it'd be awkward as fuck to get him. But that's the thing is it's not awkward as fuck. They they show it a couple times. Like, I don't know why they chose to just do it like that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, but frankly, I don't mind it. You know, and I think uh, it adds him, a little bit of a charm to this movie. Yeah. Him looking um, at the phone booth and then being like, no, nah, and then like walking to the revolving yeah, door. Yeah. Like, you know, a little illusion. I don't know. Like, I guess that was... Uh, was that did he change in phone booths in in the comics we in the read? comics not in the comics we read um but it would have been ones, the actual origin ones a few like the... years a few years prior to this cuz we read mm-hmm. the golden age stuff we read we, we read late 30s early 40s mm-hmm. uh i'm not sure when that started but prior to this prior to this movie in 78 which is 35 years later almost 40 years later mm-hmm. it uh it evolved to be a bit more bit more like he goes into a phone booth comes out the other side you know uh but uh yeah I absolutely love I absolutely love that whole middle part of this movie um and the way that he jumps off the balcony flies away and then he's at the door as Clark just uh Lois Lois we had a day wow, tonight you've been you been doing a little bit of the and he like he like acts like he's like have you been drinking uh and that's what's so funny is he's also yeah. he's also a little bit of a dick as Clark yeah, yeah I know I well, I guess his plan was to reveal himself there, you know, like, or was it? Or, like, was he just practicing while she was in the room? And then, like, or do you think, because, like, I thought it seemed that I think it was a plan. Heard. I don't think it was a plan. I think he came to the door, note, saw just how taken she was, was like, oh, you are very obviously into Superman she doesn't know that he's both of them. So he's just kind of like, I guess I could tell her like right now that that's me. And then I, uh, I, I'd have all, I'd have everything I want. And then he's like, ah, that's selfish of me. I can't do that. And then he just kind of, uh, um, what a horrible day though. Like, uh, I know that we didn't see it, but like, there's no way that Clark actually enjoyed that day. Cause the whole time she would just be thinking of Superman, the, 
the entire night, you know? Like That's cork, nice. Yeah, that, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that that was great. That Oh, dude, the helicopter scene. That was, like, legitimately sick. I don't know. I was, like, watching it. I'm like, I guess it's because it was very dark and it was at night. But, like, it for 70, what year? 78? Eight. Like this was, was like this was kind of like yeah I was I was kind of impressed by that uh, like obviously whenever it's her feet like dangling down over like the street you could tell like that it's seventy eight but oh, yeah. like whenever he's like legitimately flying and pushing that like lifting the helicopter up like it looks good I don't know but, yeah I was I was surprised well that's what um, that's what's so cool about a lot of this movie is that it 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 does justice I mean don't get me wrong obviously there's some like the flying mechanics are a little goofy you could tell he's on wires and stuff that's cool but other than that it's all aged pretty fucking well you know yeah. like uh i love the part where he throws the fucking rod out out over the antarctic like out over antarctica and then it just or oh. North Pole, i guess and it just melts into the ground and the fucking fortress of solitude shoots up and he like the shots of him walking up to the fortress of solitude right outside like ooh, him flying i love all the like the fact that that is a physical set you know when they are in the fortress of solitude that's there you know they didn't fucking green screen a bunch of the fortress of solitude um Hmm. man i don't know this it was very obviously some parts you could tell like okay it's not a, a literal computer generate like they didn't have that like the, the technology's not there so i'm not expecting anything to be end game level you know of of or just like superman just to levitate out of nowhere and and fly like you know he would if he t- could truly fly but like right, right for what they had this was done very well um exceedingly and, well like uh i, I mean know, the story was like I well, feel like looks... there's a lot more to be d- done with Lewis, like Lois and Superman, and I hope like that's what the next movies come to is like. I, d- does he like battle with uh, like when does he tell? I don't even know if I want to know actually. Yeah, I'm not gonna t- I'm not gonna spoil movies for you if you haven't seen them because yeah, uh, I don't think I want to know actually. I was that's about to one ask of my favorite when... parts of this movie is that she does not figure it out by the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like. She she almost does. She's like, why is Clark never around with... Su- mm. Nah, that's fucking dumb. Clark's mm. a pussy. You know, like... Uh, <laughs> that shit was know. so think, funny. Oh, she... I kind of got the impression that, uh... Like, she was like, okay, no, that's dumb. And then the... What was... Mike? Or Jimmy. the... Sorry. Sorry, Jimmy. Um, Jimmy was like, what, what, are you, what are you thinking about right now? And she's like... Ah, don't worry about it. Like, I think she was actually, like, she believed in it, though, it seemed, like, at the end of it. Even though she said, like, ah, no, nah, that's stupid, Clark's a pussy. Like, I think, like, she kind of second, like, came it's back. It's a little bit of a lingering it. thought, kind yeah. of like, uh, like oh, oh, maybe, what? maybe, yeah. maybe don't dismiss that so quick. Um, yeah, yeah I, I actually, can see that. I don't want to know. I, I don't know. But I think them two, they, they, they were, I guess it's because of, you know, their date and the interview and all that, like. I just want more of that. Is like oh yeah, they're really my favorite. So. And frankly, any Superman story, if you want it to be good, that's what the heart of it is. It's mm. it is his relationship with Lois later on when he has. I mean, he doesn't have 
kids in canon for years down the road like he didn't have john kent until forever down the line but uh his relationship to his family and stuff his relationship to jonathan and martha like that's uh that's some real ass shit you know i I love that's the stuff that grounds him in being a relatable superhero Mm. is uh you know, like that's a lot of people's problem is that like, how am I supposed to relate to this dude who is completely invulnerable? That's the thing. He's not invulnerable. And this movie makes that crystal fucking clear. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that we've gotten a more passionate moment of anger from any fucking superhero ever than when Lois dies in this movie. Yeah, he was not having it. Nah, he said. I will turn back time. He's like, you know what? I deserve something for me. Like, I got to do something for me, too. After saving the, you know, California, I can, I can, I can love someone, you know? How about, how about the fucking brass balls on this movie to be like, you know what? We're going to bury Lois Lane alive. Dude, new fear. Like, th- that was, like, insane to watch. Like, for the first time, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it's is this really happening? Movie. Yeah. Because, like, it looked legitimate. Like, I don't know how you fake that. Like, I don't, like, it, I mean, obviously they had something to where it couldn't cover her all and actually bury her alive, you know. But, like, oh, my God. That was, like, that was intense. Like, it was intense. And Margot Kidder can act afraid very well. Um, like whenever in the helicopter, yeah, like that's that was what I screams. and that like she yeah, can like, she can dig into the bag and convince me that she is in mortal danger because hmm. uh, I was I'm concerned for Lois at multiple points in this movie and uh, I do love him saving the fault line like uh, going to the cor- crust of the earth and pushing it up back into place and seeing the reversed footage of it just popping back up. Uh, oh, so funny. I, mean, I don't care at the, you know, at that point I'm like, damn, he really lifted the earth. Like legitimately. <laughs> he lifted, the, lifted, lifted the earth, lifted bro. The earth. Like at first, you know, he, he turned himself into a drill to get into Luther's, like base and, yeah, and yeah. or like or I don't know, maybe that wasn't his base maybe that was somewhere else no I think it was I think it's his base of operations yeah but then yeah. he still and then he still crushed through the door so I guess he just whatever you know when he turned himself into a drill I'm like damn he legitimately turned himself into a drill I'm like how what the fuck and then he just just goes down to like the center not the center of the earth but like the below the crust and I'm like oh my God, this dude, like, I don't think of that. I don't know why. Like, I don't think of that as an option. Right. You know, just, right. Even, though, and even though he's invincible and, and he has all these powers, I'm never thinking of, like, him just going under the earth to lift it. I was like, how is he going to fix this? Like, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I know he goes back in time. I'm like, is that the solution? Like, does he just go back in time and not have the missiles launched in the first place or something like that? Right. Um, And no, he just lifts the earth, you know? And mm. that's dope as fuck. Um, to happen in a movie, um, it really is. Like, and that's that's the thing is that like, uh, this movie is ceaselessly fun, uh, and and it takes itself like, I love that it is 
the most outrageous stuff is the end. Mm. You know, like it doesn't get like wow until like until the end where you're like, oh wow, yeah, this is getting this is getting wild. Um, mm. reversing time, pushing the crust of the earth up, like it starts it starts to get a little crazy there. But uh, up until Even then, like- it's. It's a very Even self-serious movie. The missile theft, or, like, the missile, like, little input thing, like, it, mm. it's not that far out there. I mean, like, I don't think it's as simple as four numbers, you know, to control where a missile goes. But, like, I mean, it wasn't, like, for a movie, it was, like, okay. Like, yeah, yeah for they're sure. infiltrating a missile, and, like, they're changing the coordinates, whatever. Like, yeah. I guess Absolutely. I love that um, shit. And the way they distract, like, there was a lot, like, that's the one thing this movie doesn't have going for it, is the, uh, the amount of uh, sexualization. Of uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like there's 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 some yeah, moments rough there. Yeah, uh, whenever yeah, uh, Superman like the whenever he's in the pool like with the kryptonite around him and then like Miss what Tessmacher, Tessmacher. Yeah, Miss Tessmacher gives him a little smooch. Like, why'd you, why'd you kiss me first? It's like oh okay, well, sure. You know, well maybe like that's why you don't. Kiss him first, you know. Maybe that's why you um, don't kiss him first. But you know, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, and then, and then when, uh, whenever she's laying on the ground after the the oh, coordinated wreck, and uh, he's like, "All right, chest compressions and mouth to mouth," and uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have you do anything I wouldn't do myself. Uh, and then he's like, "Attention!" And they all turn away, and it's like, "Oh no, oh god." Um, yeah, coming but, up as the as the ambulance though. Is anybody hurt, dude? Was smart. That that was that was it was a well coordinated plan, yeah, man. And then the the whipped up second plan, like out of nowhere, dudes. Dudes got dude's it got all. Back. I'm not gonna lie, he got the brains. He do got in, the brain though. Superman into a pool and actually almost killed him. He like, did, he did, yeah, that's For nuts. Real? He would have killed him had he not sent that missile to fucking Hackensack, New Jersey. Could have chosen any other, like, New York City. Like, hey, Superman, it's either going to hit New York, you're going to let New York die, or all of California. Give me my plan. Hackensack, New Jersey. (laughs) I mean, let's let's see what the population of, is that even a real city? Yeah, Hackensack's a real place. Hackensack, New Jersey. Population. Oh, um, that's so funny! Wow, but yeah, there what a, a couple... what a city to to pick forty four thousand, and that's, that's in twenty twenty. Like, yeah, um, that's like the size of the city I live in. Um, actually, smaller even. Let's see, in nineteen seventy eight, um, uh, maybe the the rare uh, yeah. Well, that's a really weird question to ask Google. The population of Hackysack, New Jersey in 1978. Um, 117? There's no... Oh, that's the fire department in Hackysack in 1978. Sack. Um, Sorry. Um, Now, one of the things I loved about this movie was that, uh, you know, we we get a shot when the Hoover Dam is, like, cracking open. And I was looking at it, and I was like, "Man, it's crazy that this is where the Valley Beyond is stored in like forty years." I oh my god, dude! I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, "Wow, it really all comes down to the Hoover Dam, huh?" Like, it's it's all Westworld is on a different level. It's like 
it's too real. I don't know. Maybe like we should investigate the Hoover Dam. Transformers. That's where the AllSpark was stored. The Hoover Dam. Jesus Christ. Um, somebody needs like, to check on what's going on at the Hoover Dam. I'm gonna go take a tour, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. And when I see one of those secret you know, the doors that are that's per mm-hmm. person or like authorized personnel only. Yeah, check, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go find some some uh, AI or Transformers or uh, nothing at all in Superman. It's just the regular Hoover Dam, I guess, in Superman. But you never uh, know, <laughs> man. You never yeah. know. You never know. But uh, yeah, man. I uh, I do love this movie. I do love the you know. I love Superman's costume. It's one thing we'll probably key in on a little bit a little bit as these as this project goes on. The best costumes. Of our uh, of our fifty two year journey through film and or fifty two year this comic book journey through film, mm. um, old habits. Um, <laughs> but uh, and something we're we're going to do a lot is the compare and contrast sort of thing. You know, like I feel much more comfortable comparing comic book movies to comic book movies than I did like in our other project. Going like, all right, well let's let's line Interstellar and fucking godfather up next to each other now how do we feel about these you know like the comparisons don't make sense there comparisons always make sense here regardless of hero they're comic book movies you know uh though our only two on the table right now are batman 66 and superman 78 uh so that that's where the uh comparisons will mostly come from but uh you know if uh we're going costume design i think i gotta give the edge to superman here yeah Uh, that superman costume is pimp as fuck uh Mm -hmm. Not to say I don't like Adam West Batman. I do like Adam West Batman, but it's not. That's not a Batman suit. That's not a billionaire's. So you know, I mean, I don't know. It, I love the mask, and I love the influence it has. You know, like I mean, you you hold that up next to like Robert Pattinson's Batman mask, and like the the little markings over the nose. It matches the stitching. The eyebrows have stitches there. Very, very cool stuff. So, like, it has it has a great influence, but it's not a great suit in and of itself. Uh, this Superman suit might be the best Superman suit we've gotten ever in live-action comic book movies, I think. Um, mm. Super fucking strong. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty classic right there. Can't. The red trunks and the, the yellow belt and the cape and just it's gorgeous i don't know the new one looks pretty i the new one looks good just because it's visual like it's we just have the ability to make things look better like i mean i don't know when i think of superman in my head i still think henry cavill as of now maybe by the end of of christopher reeves these four movies i think that might change because i think i already like Christopher uh, Reeve as Batman uh, better already than like Superman. Or, yeah, Superman. Uh, sorry, I, but yeah, I think I already like him more. But like, he's not what I see immediately when I think of the character. Mm, when I, I think see. of Batman, like uh, it's it's like kind of fifty fifty Robert Pattinson and, and Christian Bale. Christian Bale just because it's childhood, and Robert Pattinson is like he's taking over Christian Bale. Um, Superman, it's it's still Henry Cavill right now, but I I'm predicting that it's gonna be Christopher That's Reed. Funny, I'm in uh, I'm in like because I'm excited to get to Man of Steel on our uh, on our 
ride here because I haven't watched it in like ten years. Um, oh, I'm in the I'm in the flip side of the boat as as you are, where I've watched the Christopher Reeve movies multiple times, and I've watched Henry Cavill in each of his movies once. I think. Dang. Um, okay. Wow. Yeah. So That'll we've got fun. we've got the we got the flip side thing going on. So that's very fun. But uh, yeah, I love Christopher Reeve as Superman. I mean, uh, comparing and crashing, comparing contrasting these movies. Uh, you know, uh, Lairs got the Fortress of Solitude and the Batcave. Again, gonna have to give the edge to the Fortress of Solitude here. And Super- odds are this will this win out against Batman and pretty much everything. Mm. Uh, the villain Lair. Much cooler on Lex Luthor's side of the Lex's lair was sick. Like, so cool. Uh, the pool, the like projectors that he had up of the beach, so he could like actually think like that they're at, they're at the beach. The bookcase that was basically like his computer, you know, where he just got all of his information from or whatever. Like, Fucking was awesome. really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That, what is what could Batman beat? What could it win? What does it beat Superman on? Maybe, uh, transportation. The Batmobile, definitely. I mean, or his literal body. He flies, you know, that's kind of. Yeah, I know, I know, but, uh. And the Batcopter. We did have the Batcopter, too. I mean, I mean, the advantages Batman has over Superman is simply, simply that and any, and any other thing. He's got the gadgets, you know, he's got the. It's got the tools. You don't. You don't got a super ladder. No, you got a bat ladder. That's true. But Superman doesn't have any whale repellent spray, shark repellent spray. Uh, he doesn't have you know all of all of those at the ready. Um, like you know, I don't know. Batman. He's got everything for any situation. Too too bad uh, that he has two chemicals in each of his heels that create an explosion when combined. Um, very handy to have. Of course. Um. Of course, yeah. I mean, like romance, I'd, I'd take take Clark and Lois over Ninka and Bruce any day. I think it was Ninka. Yeah, uh, Catwoman's persona. Did uh, I think I caught that your favorite performance was Christopher Reeve. Your shot was the hug, um, of Clark and Martha, and then the scene we're both agreeing there. Um, did you for your character? Did you decide on one yet? Because I, I don't. I no, I, I went with Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. Um, I, if I had I to did. pick a character for this movie, because like he was actually funny and like he played. I don't know. This was. It was just a really fun Lex Luthor. I really I really loved. Like every time he was on screen, I'm like, okay, like I was wanting him to be on screen more, basically. Um, and if I'll I'm not picking, if I'm not picking Superman for the character, um. I'm picking and Lex. That's that's the thing. You know, I gave I gave him the love on performance, so I think I will go a different way. And the way I will go is Margot Kidder as Lois Lane. I love Lois Lane in this movie. Uh she Margot Kidder again, my my defining Lois Lane. You know, like this is uh whenever I think of Lois Lane, this is the version of the character I see in my head, you know? Uh I absolutely love her in this movie, you know, whenever he's like, I fight for truth, justice in the American way, and she's like, Well fuck, you'll end up fighting half the uh or all the elected officials in this country then. Um I dig that. You know, that's kind of uh that's that's a and she's a fantastic journalist, the way she uh way she has this tenacity about her and everything, uh this critical spirit and stuff that uh 
can be can be let down. Like that's what's so great about Superman and and Lois being together is that they both bring each other an element of something they didn't already have. Like Lois is really critical and uh, cynical and kind of unbelieving. And then this man who can do anything shows her that there's, there's hope, there's a bright side, there's, Mm -hmm. there's good in anything if you choose to see it that way and vice versa. You know, I think Clark gets from Lois a, a degree of just like a, what earth is like, you know, she, uh, he has a very fond view of it coming from a very small town and everything. And he hasn't faced a ton of evil, a ton of bad shit. And Lois can be there to be like, Hey man, shit ain't all sunshine and rainbows. We got a, we got real shit going on out here. So I think that's a, I think that's a great dichotomy. And I love Margot Kidder as Lois Lane. So uh, I, I think I'd choose her as my favorite character from this movie. And did you have a line of the movie? You would say? Let's see. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of cheating by just going, my line is, can you read my mind? My scene is the date and flight. And then my shot is like whenever he's holding her barely by the hand and they're like both like up in the sky and like flying, you know, together. Like that's my favorite shot. I don't know. I I can't think of another shot. I I was trying to. My other, my other favorite shot, one that I was going to throw out there for you was uh, whenever he accidentally drops her and then catches her. Oh, that might be And then better. they like they like wrap they like the way they wrap the camera around them, them up in the stars and stuff like I love that shot. That's the uh that was the Ooh. other one. I guess I I whenever that's I'm kind of whenever I was thinking of a shot, I was thinking of like freeze frame. But really it's like it's just the one camera movement. Well, it could be a still camera or it could be like a you know, a movie camera. I didn't think of like I don't know, I I was in the mindset of it. It has to be um, just taking one frame out of the entire movie. And what would that be? But like, it's totally fair for it to be the one shot that went like of the camera that they filmed. Like it's a, it's not just a picture. That's not what we're saying. It's, it's the, I don't know how to. No, yeah, I get what you're like, saying. It's it's all things considered. It's not just yeah. the picture. It's uh, it's the camera movement. It's it's everything. It's everything that goes with it. Because oftentimes shots are set up for movement, and I think that's what happens in this movie on multiple occasions. You know, like my, whenever I talked about the the shot in the field earlier, it's because the way the camera comes up behind them and ra- it's, it's similar camera movement to this shot that we're talking about now. It's just uh, in a completely mm. different setting. Uh, which is absolutely awesome, but yeah, I uh, I love both their shots. If I've got to go with a line, though, if I've got to go with a favorite line, there's a few great ones from this movie, and uh, I almost want to go with uh, with the Jor El with the Jor El quote mm. because uh, I really they really were like beautiful. Ooh, I mean, Lex has a really good quote. Some people can read War and Peace and come away thinking it's a simple adventure story. Others can read the ingredients on a chewing gum wrapper and unlock the secrets of the universe. Um, that's that is, a good one. I don't know if it's my favorite, but that's a great one. Um, I know, but Marlon Brando definitely had a lot in there. I that love. was like, damn, he's like Lois had a poem. Like she, she was like, that was a poem that she was like reading there. I guess just in her head. 
the moment was so beautiful. She was so in love that she, she was thinking in poems. But like Jorel, that was just like I feel like that's just how he was just speaking that way. Dude just was like that, you know. He was just like, like that. I don't know. It was. I felt like I was being serenaded, like almost a little bit there by Jarrell. Like I'm like, damn, he's not even talking to me, but I feel like I I shouldn't be experiencing this right now. This is like too beautiful for for someone to say. Like, you will live on my life. Yeah. You will see through my eyes as I will see. I don't know. Like every like all the analogies and, and metaphors that he made were just like, oh my damn, dude. Like I will say, probably not my favorite line, but my single favorite line delivery comes from General Zod. You will bow down before me, Jarrell. I swear it. Mm. You will bow down before me, both you and one day your ass. That mm. shit fucking gets me every time. I'm always like, that is so fucking funny for no reason. Because um, it's not. it's not like... It's not funny. It's not supposed to be funny, but it's hilarious. Um, your ass. He, I mean, he knew like. Your did, ass. They, did they knew they were going to be banished to the Phantom Realm or whatever? Like, I'm that, assuming is, they knew that was a possibility. Um, uh, okay, because I'm pretty like, sure it's it seemed, not like a. It's not like a secret. I think it's like this yeah. is their Justice Department. Hmm. Um, it seemed that like it was kind of his last. Li- like he knew this was the last thing he was going to be able to say. Like uh, to Jarrell. Like, he's like, I know I'm going to, I'm either dying or going to, I don't know, like, what's going to happen. So I'm just going to give out my last little hurrah. And yeah, the the airs, like, I don't know why that, like, the single word of, like, that that delivery, like, whenever that last little bit was the little, yeah, it was. And the camera cuts from, like, his mouth to his eyes to Jarrell's eyes and stuff, like, it was a really, really well done sequence there. But, uh. Mm-hmm. I think I think I am going to go with a Jarrell quote. Okay. I think I'm going to go with uh, all that I have, all that I've learned, everything I feel, all this and more, I bequeath you, my son. You will carry me inside you all the days of your life. I love that shit. Because he will. He does carry that spirit Jarrell had. Um, all that I have, all that I've learned, everything I feel, all of this and more, I bequeath you, my son. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? I bequeath you, my son. And then what's after that? I was keeping up for a little bit. <laughs> I get you. I get you. Uh-huh. I bequeath you, my son. You will carry me inside you all the days of your life. Your L with the the heaters. Jor, yeah, I was like, Jor L. I, I was like, it and it was Marlon fucking Brando, man. You know, like, how am I not gonna fucking love Marlon Brando? I mean, it's sort of impossible to not. Yeah, I mean, that, I was. It was just really cool having him for the beginning of the movie. Like, even though that's it, and he blew up and he died, I'm like, man, I don't know. I got Marlon Brando in a Superman movie. Like, I guess that's that's the point of of why they had him in here. Make it legitimate. Make it make it good. But all right, there we go. Yeah, I don't know. I feel three of my uh, line, scene, and shot are all kind of from the same 
same thing. I mean, that's that's but... that is undoubtedly the best part of the movie. So, mm-hmm. and here's the thing: I knew it would it would be the premiere part of this movie that shines because it is so easily my favorite part of the movie. So I was I was throwing love other places. It's perfectly fair because mm. if I'm being 100 percent honest with myself, it's almost certainly everything from that scene. I love. Love the can you read my mind scene. Um, Every time we've ever discussed on this podcast anything relating to this movie, I have brought it up. Mm. Um, So, like, I it's it's a great it's a great scene. Uh, Finally, seen it come into like fruition and and watching it and like the full context with it was like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I legitimately cried. Like legit. Like I was crying. Like during that, like it brings a tear to your eye, man. Yeah, it's so I'm like, oh beautiful. my god, like damn. And I'm like, I'm also like, it's beautiful. Like just the care, like just them as characters. But then I'm like, like imagining, like, dang, what it would feel like to actually fly, like for you know, like to be like, physics doesn't really work. You know, like her wrist or pinky would just break. Come, yeah. like I don't know, like I or I guess he's Superman. He. He's evenly distributing all the pressure onto her body, yeah. But, uh, like, I feel like if you could, like, that would be being, like, lifted to fly without actually having the ability to fly, I feel like would be better than just being able to fly no matter what. Because if you could fly all the time, it's, it'll, it'll seem like nothing eventually. It's just your way of getting around. Like, um, but if you were brought to fly it would it would make it magical like every time and i was just like thinking that like during the whole time i'm like oh my god like what an experience it would be to i don't know like it would be scary at first which they showed and she's like i can't look and then superman's like you know takes her her hand off her face i also loved that as soon as she was like okay yeah i'm done he was like oh yeah 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 all right let's go and he just like oh and the the shot of them like dipping back through the clouds Oh, I love that. I love like, that. Oh, should I grab a jacket or whatever? He's like, you'll be warm you'll enough. Be warm enough. <laughs> Dude, it's slick with it, man. He was, I don't know, he's slick as Superman. He was like, I know you hot as fuck for me. So, uh, <laughs> we chilling. Uh, we chilling for real. Um, but yeah, shit, man. Do you have, do you have anything else you want to key in on before we do a, a rating here? Hmm. I think I'm ready for the rating, yeah. All right, let me break it down for the folks listening. Uh, We've got five separate ratings, one of which is determined by the scores of the other four. Uh, Our first first rating is enjoyment. Out of ten, just how much did the uh, movie resonate with in any capacity? It's uh, entirely subjective. Just how you feel about it doesn't fucking matter how critically good it was, unless, of course, that matters in, uh, in ultimately determining... How much you like it, uh, which I think it's impossible to completely separate, but, you know, regardless. Very enjoyable movie, and uh, enjoyment rating, I'm sure, will reflect it. Uh, genre, all of these are superhero movies, so it, it becomes more a subsection sort of thing. Uh, and for the genre here, you know, it's probably a, probably just like an action drama. Action, adventure, sci-fi is what action, IMDb Action, calls adventure, it. sci-fi, I could see that. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's damn good sci-fi too. You know, it's damn good adventure. It's damn good action. So it'll probably, it'll probably fare well there. Uh, out of 10, we got adaptation. This one was here so that we could, uh, evaluate things fairly. 
in a way that uh, we could look at it for the film section, our critical section, and go, yes, it was still very good, but it might be a bad adaptation. Or otherwise, yes, it's a damn good adaptation, but it's not a very good movie. You know, like, uh, th- those, are, those are both, uh, they're not... They're mutually exclusive, you know. They're not the they're not the same thing. They don't have to be the same thing. Um, so uh, I think adaptation it's it's an important rating, and this will it'll fare well here. And then critical that's acting, writing, all things objective about the film to kind of counter our enjoyment rating. We take the average of those four scores, and it becomes our overall rating for the movie. Shall we begin? I think we shall. Now enjoyment. Batman was a five, you know, middle of the road. This is definitely not middle of the road here. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, as a first watch, man, like, I, I can't wait to watch this movie again. Um, and I, I think I'll do it after I complete all of them. Like, right, after I right. go through, uh, the, is the fourth the last one? Yes, there are only okay. four of this Christopher Reeves saga. Okay. Yeah. I think I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll watch through all of them once first, and then I'll, I'll go back and, and enjoy mm. as as I, you know. Whenever I I will, but I mean, I think like eight, maybe like seven. Mm. I feel like seven is the absolute floor. If it's in eight or nine, I don't think it's a ten. Well, gotcha. I don't. Maybe it is a ten. I don't know. I you remember how we approached the Shining rating when we were there so long ago, and how I was like, how you were like, I'm gonna kind of back off for a second so as to not influence any choice you have that's where i'm at because i uh, for you for me personally yeah this is this is this is one of my favorite comic book movies of all time uh for me you said the floor was seven the floor for me is an eight five i will not i will not take lower than that Um, that's fair no and I, i mean you could pose it i will argue to make it higher like the only the what in my mind i'm thinking like like that it was just long but like it didn't feel long whatsoever like it was not I, I the only reason i feel like it was long is because i watched an hour of it before i went to sleep one night and then i just continued it and finished it in right, the morning right. so like that's why it felt i guess a little longer but like now that i think about it like if i just stitched those two together like the first while before the daily planet was 50 minutes and like holy shit it did not feel like 50 minutes whatsoever mm-hmm. No. Um, and like you have just so many different aspects of the movie and like it was so like reading the comics beforehand definitely enhanced it like I'm glad I got a few in uh comics before I watched the movie um it's kind of interesting to have some before and some after because then you can see yeah. like you're you're looking for things while you watch the movie from the ones you did read but then after it's like uh you can see certain influences or or something um, for sure but I don't know. I think eight five is is fair for a floor. I just didn't know if I was going too high, um, because I'm trying to think of like other movies on this project where I would be like, all right, that's a ten enjoyment for sure. And I already know. I feel like the new Batman, like with Robert Pattinson, that's like I I, I will never get old of that movie. That is like a mm-hmm. ten in my mind. Um, like uh, the hello Infinity War. Um. um Miles Morales, Spider-Man, what is the, okay, thank you. Yeah, I don't know why I was blanking on the title, but like, those are movies that I'm feeling like are a 10, and 
like just because this one's old, you know, like I'm naming all new movies and like that doesn't mean anything. And I said at the very beginning of this that this is in my top ten, you know, already. Well, and here's the thing watch. though, is that like I'm I'm with you, you know. I, I am with you to a degree. Here's my thing. The question comes down to because we have the same it sounds like we have the same ten enjoyment tier. My question for you is, does this breach that tier? And it, it just honestly, no or yes? Do, does it just, it's just not quite that for you? No, no I think, um, like me personally, what I enjoy more, it are the more, um, like Batman is very serious in tone and very meticulous. You know, it's, it's, it's not really joking a whole lot. Um, and I think this is, what I prefer more, I feel something, you know, something that is very grounded and, um, and something is, is what I'd rather watch. But if, um, if I'm in the, like in the mood for this movie, I feel like this is a movie you could throw on whenever is the thing. Mm. Like I can't throw on the Batman whenever that's a three hour investment that you have to be like mentally ready for. It is awesome as hell, but like, you gotta be ready for that. But this is just like, this is one of my favorite casual viewings of any superhero movie ever. Uh, so, and like I've like I've said, it is a comfort movie of mine, and I've watched it for years. So I'm kind of like a like for me, I'll, I'll even I, I'd be comfortable throwing a nine at it if you want. I would I would personally label it a ten. But uh, if you if you feel more comfortable with nine, I'm cool with that. If you're not, maybe we split the difference. I'm gonna oh, yeah, I'm gonna go nine and a half just because I feel like there is just this little minute hesitation to not give it a 10 for some reason. And maybe on, maybe on rewatch it, you know, I'll notice little things about the movie that I like a little more or something like that. But like, it is, it is either a nine and a half or, or 10. Like it is on the same level. If not, it's barely below. Um, Gotcha. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, So nine and a half is what we'll come to a conclusion there. And you know, that is a nine out of nine and a half. It's not nothing to fucking scoff at. So uh, with that, Onto the genre. Superhero action adventure. This is an all-timer for me, man. The, Um, like, antagonist was... Like, the conflict was super cool. It's like, alright, California's gonna fall off. I'm gonna make billions off, trillions off of this. You know, it's like, cool, like, okay, this, this is real. Like, this is cool, and... And you got the superhero bits of him saving, but like the action, uh, I don't know. Like, I guess there's not really any huge fight scenes, you know? It's not like you have, uh, the Justice League going in and fighting freaking an army, you know, of just right demon right. monsters. But it's like, um, I'd say that this is like different action. Like, it's, it's not action that it's like, super fast fast pace or whatever but it's like you have this woman who's about to fall out of a helicopter and superman comes in swoops her and then lifts up you know a helicopter to back up it's like he lifts the crust of the earth back up he reverses the rotation of earth he uh i mean the adventure stuff i'm going north ma you know like uh i'm going north i'm 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 gonna throw this rod in the middle of the fucking snow and i'm gonna build my fortress of solitude uh the beginning on krypton some epic stuff you know the way they send them away in that that snowflake spaceship um super fucking Mm. cool i i i mean having to stop nukes send nukes into space very cool uh not the last time we'll see that 
in our 52 year or in our fucking comic book movie <laughs> journey through film. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it's over the span of of 52 years. It's more than 52 years, so it's basically you know a 52 year journey film thing. as well. Uh, Just a little more, but what 66 um, to 2024? 20, yeah, it'll be a oh, 58. 50, yeah, wow, that's insane. That like is bad. Is there another superhero movie before Batman? Like anything resembling a superhero movie? Yeah, but they're not. Uh, that was the first thing of any rel- like relative quality. Okay. Um. Hmm. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I feel like drama should be thrown in here. I think because, so like, too. the drama is, like, good at, like, yeah, like, it's kind of, I don't know. That's, like, a big part of the movie, like. Ramps up um, the stakes on multiple points. Homie loses his dad, um, which hurts like hell, you know, when John collapses and when Jonathan Kent collapses mm-hmm. in the in the farm and he's, like, uh, all this power and I couldn't save him, you know. Uh, his job at the Daily Planet, I fucking love Perry White. I love that mm-hmm. character, the uh, the editor. Um, all these abilities why can't i why can't i use them it's just what i can do is that showing off you know yeah like, can score a touchdown every time dad every time <laughs> and then he punts the punt dude the punt. La- launched it into orbit that football is is not coming back it's gone um but no i yeah, mean I, I can't remember i can't remember what he says about scoring a touchdown every time but you can tell the dude who said it has, like, never played a sport. No, he says, like, I can do a touchdown, I think, yeah. is what he says. He says, like, I can do a touchdown. I can do one every time, is what he said. I think is, like, the action. I don't know. <laughs> if, if I am remembering that right. It, it was something are, that was very are, un, it's like, unaware. Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was very unaware. Um, it's so funny. No, I but. Can uh, do a touchdown. Yeah, let's see. Um, yeah, but, it's, like, right there. Yeah, I'll re- He's about to have his heart attack, so here we go. Wow. But, uh... God, I love this. Yeah, he got home. Just want to tear them apart. What's, uh, this guy's name? Is... The kid? Yeah. Yeah, different different actor. Um, He did did well. He did good as a young, uh... I can make a touchdown. I can make a touchdown. Uh... Wow. That's insane. I can make a touchdown. I can make a touchdown every time. Nah, but that was a... Uh, the kid was... The kid, Clark, was Jeff East mm. out of St. Louis. So, there you go. Little, little Missouri boy. Yeah. I mean, every time I get the football, I can make I can a touchdown. Make a touchdown. Every, every time. time. <laughs> I can make a touchdown. It makes sense that it. it makes sense that he is now the water boy or the the equipment, equipment manager, manager. You know, like yeah, yeah. like it, it make makes sense now. Um. <laughs> I can make a touchdown every time. Yeah, no, that shit was so funny. Uh, but yeah, man, genre wise, where 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 are you where are you landing for uh for this? It's pretty pretty high too. Like this, I mean, what did it fail at? I don't know. The action was good. The adventure was great. I mean, I'm throwing in drama. I feel like it's it's only fair to well, and the sci-fi, yeah, and like, I guess, yeah, 
I don't know. What did it really do wrong for a like a movie that's coming out this time for for the like? I mean, I'm, I don't think it did. For me, this is a uh, this is a superhero movie defining defining film. You know, yeah. I think if you're if you're gonna do any superhero movie, watch you ought to you ought to involve Superman. You sh- you have to. In fact, like that's that's required viewing if you're doing superhero. You know. I, yeah, I got to think, think so. Is this, this just a 10? I think it might like, be. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to find a thing that like they're lacking in this movie. And as for the genre, like it, it was, it, I feel like when this movie came out, like Batman, it was fun. Like it was, you know, it was fun. And people probably left the theater being like, okay, you know, like, you know, I don't really enjoy superheroes all that much, but that movie was, was pretty good. I feel like people came out of this one, like, Okay, I'm thinking of superhero movies a little differently now. Yeah, maybe like, I should head to my local comic shop and pick up a fucking book. You know, yeah. like that's uh, it's kind of the vibe this movie gets me to gets me to. You know, uh, and, and I, I think mean, it's a damn good adaptation as well. Yeah, I mean, this was, I mean, it literally opens with Action Comics number one, um, clear, like very clear influence. Um, of, of many things like the, the, Le- the Lex Luthor storyline is pretty much the same thing, but just brought up to a little more grand of a scale. Lois Lane maintaining her, the exact same spirit, you know, like she feels, she feels the same. Clark feels the all same. All the quips, all his quips all are the same. His shit, oh, man, mom, pa Kent, you know, like, uh, him being an absolute pussy as, uh, Clark, you know, uh, yeah. whenever someone comes up and, and, oh, and the fucking, him, like, cause he has everybody. To be. Hey, yeah. come in here. Come here. Come into the alley. Um, you know what? I've turned a new leaf. I'm actually going to do what you say. And, you know, or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> Clark's like, why do you have a gun? That could hurt people. You're never going to solve any problem with a gun and, and hurting people. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. I think I'm going to start with taking her purse or whatever, like, or whatever, yeah. but. I don't know. This, yeah, this was. I I feel like if there's no, this should be the standard moving forward for how well a movie can adapt its comics to it. I agree. Like, um, so this yeah. the way that this is genre defining superhero film. This is again genre defining adaptation. You know, like a, yeah. if it's a superhero movie, it should try to do as well as Superman did, as far as adaptation is concerned. Uh, because it's fucking it's fucking amazing, you know, like it, it really does maintain that spirit so so well. Um that today's money? Shit man, I don't know. It fifty five million? It made three hundred million in the box office back then. That's kinda that's nuts. Three hundred mil, three hundred million? Yeah. Wow, that's um oh. Um yeah, just oh. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna have to leave here soon to go pick her up. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm just gonna answer it and be like, okay. Continue just <laughs> gotcha. But uh yeah, so uh I do think it's genre defining adaptation. I do think it's genre defining in general. Um and critically I think it's also gonna do pretty damn good. If I had to say so myself, um, mm. this might be the place where it falls a little bit. Um, if, if, yeah, it's the only area this movie can fall, I feel. Um, 
I don't know. And it won't be far. No. Yeah, like the performances. Great. I love the performances. The story was really good. I mean, Um, shit, even the performances of like Otis and Miss Smocker. Like they were supposed to be caricature-y and comic book-y, and they brought that to life perfectly. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Mm. I mean, the fucking score, like I said, this is my favorite comic book movie score of all time right alongside – uh, Michael Giacchino's The Batman. Man, yeah, that, um, nothing like that theme. It just makes you feel great. Like, it's like, <clears throat> what a pet, like, and iconic, too. How does he do it, man? How did, like, how does he just do it over and over? Dude, the but. Superman theme is, like, this might be my favorite John Williams score, period. Like, it's a, uh, it's fucking legit, man. It's, it's a really fucking good one, uh. I find myself listening to it a lot, but, uh, yeah, uh, performances, outstanding. Christopher Reeve and Gene Hackman absolutely steal the fucking show. They were a perfect duo to build this franchise on. Um, well, Batman the movie was given was written a three. really well. What's that? Uh, Batman was given a three. I feel like it did do better than that. Yeah. Um, um I would... I, I start going more in the eight range for this. Okay. I was going to say seven or eight. And I feel, yeah, like I have to like, this is 78. Like, they, they, like I, this is 1978. Like I yeah. want to put myself effects, in Visual the brain. effects are relevant to time period, yeah. you know? Um, and in this movie, like I feel if I went in the theater and watched this, I would come out like, holy shit. You like, believe you know, a man can fly. Yeah. Um, so like I that think, was kind of yeah. there. That was the that was the tagline for when the the like trailer start was. You'll believe a man can fly. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> That's actually sick. But yeah, I mean, if, if we give it an eight, that rounds it out to a nine three eight for uh, gotcha. the total there, which gotcha. uh, a ninety four percent basically. Yeah, a ninety four percent on the old uh, tomato meter. Let's see let's what, see what uh, Rotten Tomatoes has for it there. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I'm going to guess, what would you guess? It's 84. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. The audience was, was 86, but the, the official reviews is a 95. 1% higher than we had it. Wow. And I think for Batman, well, I think maybe, um, that the audience loved the Batman way more than we did. I think it's probably just nostalgia rating for, for that mm. audience score and stuff. Yeah, and then IMDB that's... has it as a seven point four out of ten. So we're nicer we're nicer than IMDB. Uh a little a little a percentage point less nice than Rotten Tomatoes. So uh wow. I feel really good about that coming out to a four percent when Rotten Tomatoes critics meter had it at ninety five. Like uh, Dang, that's I did not expect that for the critical rating. But I mean this is a very defining superhero movie. Like I, this feels like the first real superhero movie here. Like, and it is, it is, yeah. you know, the only reason it wasn't the starting point for the project is because Batman 66 has had such great influence over later Batman things. Yeah. Um, had to, we, we could not, you couldn't like, not. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, there's no, we had to, but this, this is where superhero movies got real mm-hmm. right here. Like this is, I don't know. Where I, I feel like the general public were like it started to get excited for superhero movies. Certainly. Um, certainly. But yeah, man, a nine ninety four percent. Ninety four percent, nine point four out of ten. 
ain't too shabby. Ain't too shabby at all. But uh, I think with that, we conclude this week's uh, this week's installment into the Journey Through Film comic book film edition. Uh, and we, we, we head into next week with another Superman movie, uh, Superman 2. It'll be perfect. We'll continue the Christopher Reeve, and the week after that, we'll do Superman 3. And uh, so, yeah, we got the trilogy right in a row here uh, before the fourth movie is tacked on at the end. So uh, very, very excited about that. Mm. Uh, if yeah, you would. I'll go ahead. Run. A good run that I'm, yeah. I'm I'm excited for this run that we're about to yeah. be on. So Yeah. I mean, then we hit Supergirl, Howard the Duck. Uh, we oh, got. Even how better. about Howard the Duck being our first Marvel movie? I've I've never even heard of Howard the Duck before this project. Like I didn't even know he existed. Um, oh, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my God, he is! I just thought he was just some random. Once you go, duck. Oh yeah. my God! And he's in the freaking. Uh, is that him in the What If episode? Yeah, in he's the in What If. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, that's awesome. Okay, wow. I didn't even realize that that was him. I just thought it was some random duck. That nope, Guardians that's Howard. Was like fuck it, you know, it's space. Fuck it, duck. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> Howard the Duck, baby. But yeah, that'll be a few weeks down the road. Next week, we got Superman 2. Um, if you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod, where you find over 50 hours of exclusive content. That's comic book pull lists every week, book reviews all the time. Any movies that I'm seeing and we're not covering on the pod, we'll go ahead and put it put it up here. Um, probably covering a TV show right now alongside this project. Potentially the Bad Batch, I think, is supposed to be going on right now. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, follow on Instagram, at PennyBloomPodcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening today. Um, it would be greatly appreciated. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you oh so very much, my friend. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And I'm here to fight for truth, justice, and the American way. <laughs>